Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Send Us Flowers. I am really, really excited to have Jordan here today. He is, I mean, an incredible creative, a community expert. He is just an absolute gem. You're an incredible human who does incredible work. And I'm really excited today to talk about that incredible work. I mean, you've really taken... You said no. You set boundaries. You said, I'm not doing, you know, the status quo. I'm not, I, and, and I think that that's huge. I think that that's an incredible story. And so we're going to dive into that and how people are now taking their passions and turning them into a full-time career. And it is a real job. I hear so many people all the time say, oh, like my real job or my day job. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I want to change that script. I want to flip it because yeah. you know what? Doing what you love is your real job. That Absolutely. Should, that should be the real job. And so let's dive in. Are you ready? I, uh, yes, I'm ready. All right. Introduce <laughs> yourself. Tell us, you know, a few sentences about you and, and maybe some of your most recent accomplishments because they are, if you don't talk about them, I'm going to, <laughs> and, and people don't want to hear me talk. So. No. Oh my God. I, I'm like, I could listen all day. I'm like, wow. I love it. I love the, I love this. I love being able to hang out with like different friends and whatnot of mine and be able to come on like to their shows or whatever and see like you in your actual element. Um, and I mean, you know how it is, especially being another creative, um, which is so fun. So hi. So fun. <laughs> I love it. Um, hi, I'm Jordan, a.k.a. Jordan Rocks on Instagram and all social media platforms, uh, Jordan underscore R-O-C-K-Z-Z. -Z. And I am a Leo. I like short walks to the fridge and I hate the beach. Um, <laughs> ironically enough, um, I do a lot of really fun content creation that is the most visible part of what I do. Um, and it is probably the most fun way I get to connect with people for sure. Um, some of my accomplishments would be, I shot the Met Gala, I shot both Hall of Flowers, um, as well as several other cannabis events and trade shows in the last year. Um, my yeah. most recent job, I got to shoot the Super Bowl for Meta, which was pretty dope. Um, and then today I just dropped a video of a campaign I'm doing with Brooks and Zappos. I loved um, it. So. <laughs> <laughs> or is that, the, is that the one you put up? The uh, one that's what I just put up at today. The shoe and then it goes up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just put that out this morning. Um, and I got a contest going right now. I'm uh, against a bunch of other creators for Sprayground. All kinds of fun things happening all the time. And... I get to wake up every day and find ways that are inventive to bring people together and most importantly, make other people, you know, kind of feel human again. <laughs> I love and I think we all need to feel human again. And so speaking of what human are you sending flowers to today? Because I, I do love to start this podcast with you know, us having great energy here and also paying that energy forward to 
anyone. I mean, it can be your mom, it can be a friend or mm-hmm. someone you admire in the space. And you know what? Something I'm going to implement today, they can be dead or alive. Because wow. I don't think I've... I don't think I've added like parameters around the flowers but now that i'm more into this i feel like i love it i feel like we can give more like yeah we can get a little groovy with it (laughs) i'm very big on that anyone who knows me knows that i love working with specifically i love working with women in the space um i just did an interview um with green market report where i talked about that where i was like i want to see more women win this year and i want them to get their flowers um If I could in general, I would give it to all the women out there kicking ass and taking names every day. Um, And specifically, I'd love to shout out Canoclusive Gang. Love uh, Canoclusive. Co-founder Mary Pryor. She is absolutely amazing. We love Mary. We stand. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's like shout shout, hi shout out to you i didn't even know how to talk because i got so excited i I was like hello hello she's like no breathe breathe right (laughs) i feel it don't worry my brain is also processing to get my shit together yeah it happens it's almost 2 p.m here which means for me and everyone else who um is doing what they love in la it's realistically 9 a.m remember that if you are living life the correct way 2 p.m is 9 a.m I like that. We're going to have to, I'm going to bookmark that. <laughs> I'm going to get it stitched on a pillow, to be honest. Oh my God, a t-shirt. Exactly. Do you have merch yet? Uh, it's now something, you do? It's something that's in the works. That's okay. Add that on. That's, that's another piece you need. Okay. So Mary, we're sending you flowers. I also am sending you flowers. If you don't follow Mary Pryor yet, P-R-Y-O-R, you have to absolutely incredible advocate, creative writer, uh, founder i mean i could go on like there's a long list but crypto queen yeah like, i mean yes that it's, woman is crazy smart it's crazy. insane but i mean i love mary but today we're here to talk about you <laughs> and i you know i i really like i said earlier i've loved watching your journey and i want to learn more about it today and how other people can follow their dreams and i know that that sounds some type of way but like when you believe in yourself and what you're doing, it makes all the difference. A thousand percent. And you will succeed. Exactly. It's, it, there's no question about it. And so I would love to know, you know, where did you start with this? Um, I mean, I started... And that's a little bit of a loaded question because I want to know where your journey begins in your mind. So I started, I mean, years ago. So... My background, a lot of people only see like the final result, which is like the Instagram stuff, which is always fun. Um, But I started dancing out of high school for the NBA. And I also worked a full time job with a fragrance company that basically we imported international fragrances and then we distributed them throughout the states. So with that experience, I started by packing boxes, but like in less than six months, I ended up learning about the fragrances in the storefront and being able to sell them. And then I was able to outsell the girl who was managing the front and pack boxes at the same time. Of course. So slowly but surely, like I just started kind of learning more and like adding all of these, you know, things to my arsenal, essentially, of having different capabilities. 
Um, the, the best part was is that I've always been very fortunate to have these women around me who were super smart and that were also still like very like caring and like kind of like matriarchal in a way yeah um and they were always great like mentors so my first boss who's now one of my mentors as an entrepreneur um who i actually recently had the opportunity to work with um in new york a few weeks ago um she always taught me you know she was like when well while you're working for me you know if you ever have any questions about anything, I'd rather you ask me versus assuming so you don't make an ass of you and me and like come to me first and like, you know, I'll always have your back. And, right. Yeah. And if you're ever working here and you don't feel happy, let me know, because if I can do anything to make sure you're happy while working for me, I will. But ultimately, she said, I don't want this to become a space and like you should never work anywhere where you aren't happy. Right. Uh, whether that be for someone or for yourself. And, um, you know, she always encouraged me, like if I ever wanted to do anything else to do that. Um, and having that like guidance always was nice to have in the back of my mind, along with like the other things I picked up along the way. Um, so one of the things she always encouraged me to dance, like even after they, that job moved me here to LA. So okay. I came to LA with a full-time job with a salary. Everything. Yeah. And, and, and when was that? This was in 2015. Okay. And All right. I was working in fragrance and I was managing our accounts within Neiman Marcus and Beverly Hills, as well as Neiman Marcus in Fashion Island. And then uh, before the year was over, I became the West Count, like the West Coast coordinator. So I had both Neiman Marcus accounts and Barney's New York accounts. Okay, uh, wow. Across, like the Midwest. That's huge. Yeah, all the way That's to the West Coast. That's massive work. Yeah, so it was really fun. Um, but it also taught me a lot because I was still only like 19. Yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. And... In 2016, that's when I met my old business partner, who was a friend of mine who worked for Saks, and she left Saks to open a Prop 215 shop. Okay. And that's when I had my first kind of like foray into the cannabis world. And so did you smoke or consume at all before that? No. Really? Nope. I grew up Jehovah's Witness. Okay. So super religious. Yeah. On top of, I worked for the NBA, so I was being drug Very tested. Very conservative. You know? Yeah. So I was like, I, and, I, and I remember my first season someone who I was uh, or who was supposed to be on the team with us and he was a veteran. So like he was coming back for like, I think his second or third year on the team. Um, he failed his drug test and then they even let him like take it again. And like wow. he like failed it the second oh time too because he smoked. So like yeah. I was, so of course I was like, oh my God, like my first season and like someone who was supposed to be on the team like got kicked off for like smoking. So like I'm definitely not going to smoke now. Right. right. So I came here um, and like all I did was drink coming from New Orleans, mm -hmm. of course. Um, and I didn't actually start consuming regularly until like late 2018 into like some of 2019. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Which is crazy. Um, I ran a 215 shop like I assisted in running a prop 215 shop without ever using cannabis. And so what was that like, you know, when I guess it depends on your role primarily, mm -hmm. you know, did do you think that that affected at all your role? Like, do you mm -hmm. feel like 
there was a bit of a learning curve but for me uh just like within like cannabis and how i approached retail i approached retail very differently so Mm -hmm. like i never looked at my um my clients as like just like a opportunity for a sale right i looked at it as an opportunity for a relationship so i i mean i worked at fucking hollister when i was 17 that is yeah not that exactly (laughs) yeah but like i I worked at hollister when i was 17 and like i remember working um black friday and Mm -hmm. these like little aunties like came in looking for like shit for like their nieces and nephews and like i remember I didn't even work for like Hollister full time anymore. Like I had my avail set to like limited and they asked me to come back for Black Friday the following year. And oh those my same God. ladies came in and they were like, we took a picture with you. Like oh my God. we had so much fun with you. Like that and that's is what it's amazing. about. Right? That is what that that is what that's about. Yeah. And so you took that to the Prop 215 shop. Exactly. So I came in with that mentality. Um, and it was the same way I worked with the Neiman's and like Barney's and everything mm-hmm. else was that. And that's what I work on teaching brands in the space is that it's about creating brand champions and that loyalty through relationship. Yeah. Because you can't, so many brands come in and they think, well, like, oh, well, like it's good stuff. So it should sell. And I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. Like everyone and their mom can come into like the market if they have enough money and put a quality product on a shelf. But it's a matter of, what are you doing in terms of creating time, space, and energy to build that relationship with yes. your consumer as mm-hmm. well as with the bud tenders? And um, and that's what I did within the space that we had um, when I did come on board was I focused on, like, making sure there was streamlined organization when it came to, like, what right. we offered on top mm-hmm. of, like... I was like, yo, like, if we don't have a packed, like, a fully packed waiting room, like... You can spend time with these people. Like, they come in here because right. they want to talk to you. Like, yeah. I know, like, the guy down the street who's 65 plus and he beat lung cancer. And, like, he's coming in here regularly because this, you know, OG Kush that we have, like, puts him out. Even though I don't fucking smoke. But I know this yeah. is the only thing that, like, helps him, like, ease his pain and, like, also makes him sleep best. Like, and I, I learn off of pattern on top of like, mm-hmm. I learn off of talking. So the more time I spend with anyone, like the more I'm able to, to kind of like feel out like, okay, like maybe you should go this route and like, you know, kind of factoring that whole thing in. Right. So I really started to like indoctrine that into what we offered. And I mean, it was great. Like when I came on and I literally managed to shop for my girlfriend for like 10 days so she could go to Mexico because it was like a year she had the shop open. And she's like, I have not left the shop since like she's like, can you just come in and like run it for 10 days? And I was like, sure. And increased the sales in 10 days on top of like how organized it was. And then because I worked in fragrance, terpenes are really easy for me to identify. Like I, I was like, oh, like. Well, tell me a little bit about like, you know, what makes like a sativa or indica or like, you know, a hybrid or whatever. So by the time my girlfriend came back, like I literally was like, oh, yeah, like I could tell you that like this is like really close to like the Clementine that we sell. So like, you know, this is like our next like batch that we're going to use and like being able to identify all those things from that background. And I also like I took culinary courses in high school. Okay. And coming from New Orleans, a city that is known for food. You probably have incredible palette it's really it's a really fun like little party trick like yeah. when raw garden did their like social club thing uh-huh um i went and like i walked like 
right up to the terpene bar and I was like, this is this, 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 this. They're like, oh, you must have studied. I was like, no, I just wow. got here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's so cool how then all of these different walks of life have contributed mm-hmm. to then, you know, culminating in that whole experience. And so then, you know, I, I saw that there were some later disagreements Mm -hmm. at some future opportunities from a recent profile you did. Oh yeah. And so, um, you know, and we don't have to go too far into that, but you know, how that graduated. (laughs) And then when you ultimately made the decision to go full time into, into your creative endeavors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, my girlfriend and I parted ways, unfortunately, which really sucks because, um, like, the reason she started her, uh, we opened the first all CBD store in LA. Mm-hmm. We expanded to three doors in 16 months. Um, and a lot of that was based off of like the work that I put in for, I mean, I was there almost seven days a week for a year. Right. Um, and I mean, I was happy with what we produced and the space that yeah. I helped build. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we just didn't see eye to eye on things such as like racial inequality in terms of like that being a, ethics point of view versus political Hmm. um and so i just parted ways with her on that and also she was kind of one of those people who's like she's definitely uh like a the covid19 thing was a political like scare tactic and i was like well half of italy is dying including like I have friends that are stuck in Italy right now. Like, I don't think it's a poli- like a political scare tactic. I think this is yeah. real. Um, I, I definitely, yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah. Being in, um, yes. And it's a lot when like, I mean, I was the buyer and the head manager and I'm like scheduling my employees and right. like, I'm having to talk to them and like, I'm like scrounging for alcohol wipes and like making makeshift disinfectant sprays so that they could feel safe at work. And meanwhile, the person whose name is on all of it is just like, Oh, it like, it's not real. And like, if they're scared, like that it's because they're not like educated on like the facts. And I'm like, well, I'm like two of our employees are immune compromised. So yeah, (laughs) Uh, that was, you know, that was a really hard time of, I mean, (laughs) that was it's been a very hard time. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a difficult like, to say three I'm years. Like isolate, like, <laughs> that moment was difficult. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm like, like, I wish it was still like finding the ending. I'm like, we're <laughs> waging World War Three right now. It's fucking crazy. I'm sorry. Bananas. I don't mean to laugh. No, right but, now, but it's, it's the like, only way to cope. I'm honestly, like, I know, I feel right? you. it's so dark, but it is what it is. And like, I am the person who like, when I was a kid and shit would hit the fan, I just feel like, ha, 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 exactly. I guess like, we're just going to laugh our way through. It's like the cartoon where like everything's burning around you. You're like, it's yeah, fine. This is fine. It's, it's cool. like, We're it's fine. We've come to accept here. it. It's not burning yet over there. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of. So, that's where we're at. So, yeah. And yeah. you know, in cannabis, and this is like a little tangential, but like it has been particularly interesting watching these things unfold within cannabis and like the, the adjacent things of cannabis entertainment, et cetera. But like, you know, in cannabis, it's such a unique place because you have patients. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of people who also, though, don't trust the government mm-hmm. for various reasons. You have a lot of people who are, you know, black and brown and minority who are not an LGBTQ and uh, like they aren't represented. Yep. And then, you know, there's all these different voice and I- voices and ideologies. And so it's been particularly like explosive kind of oh yeah 
to watch this devolve over the last couple years because like you had people really showing you kind of who they are for lack of better words and mm -hmm. it was for i mean for me personally like it was just disappointing oh, like yeah. i i am immunocompromised yeah. and it took i had i was like i was dealing with a lot of other shit at that time that'll be a different day but like you know, it, it was really tough to set those boundaries. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it was really tough to be able to, like, operate in a way that you felt safe without some, like, because it wasn't even like people could just be like, all right, I respect what you think. It was, and I respect that you want to feel safe, which right. I feel like isn't that insane. It's not that big of an ask, in my personal opinion. I was like, <laughs> it's I mean, not like, I was like, I was like, well, I mean, they're kind of scared for their lives. So I was like, I'm not going to blame them for that. I was like, I too am scared. It was crazy. And <laughs> right? I can tell you right now firsthand that it was utterly impossible to get any kind of medical attention during that time. I, I didn't like I like I said, I was dealing with my own stuff to be able to get surgery, to go to doctors like there were so lot. many other things that were affected. And so if you were um, or are, you know, immunocompromised or even just in a fucking car accident or something. Oh, yeah. It was like nearly impossible. Fucked. Like it was crazy. And people just were like, Meh. I don't care. Anyway, we don't have to, we yeah, don't have to insane. go down it's this road. But that, like, I yeah. just, yeah, I wanted to double down on that because I, I feel like sure. a lot of people like are kind of, we're so like numb right now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people kind of look back and are like, well, that was whiny of people or whatever. And it's like, no, this was at like, this has been a continuous issue. And to be able to find safe spaces to work in where you're heard and respected. Absolutely. I mean, that was a lot of people's breaking points. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, it's like, what's crazy and like, it's a part of like my, the little, the work that I'm doing in the cannabis space um, is like only part of what I'm doing. But one of the, the main focuses is to make sure that we start to realize and also have the conversation around the simple fact that why do we disrespect on top of just like completely disregard the butt tender because the funny oh part is God. is that from someone who's been a buyer who's worked with buyers on top of worked with like some of the top buyers in the world for some of the largest and like most insanely wealthy companies on the planet. I'm here to tell you, anyone who's listening, and if you're a buyer, you're going to hate me for this, <laughs> but you don't matter. The only two people that matter in the entire equation are the consumer and the bud tender. Because if a bud tender likes your product, they're going to sell it, even if it's not sold in that store. Do you know Absolutely. how many people I diverted from Sweet Flower and said, go order it from Amuse when Airgraph's new batteries and new pods came out? And do you know how many times I said, oh, we don't have that right now. They got it down the street and it's a little bit cheaper. Go there because it's good product. Yep. You know how many people I told not to buy a houseplant? <laughs> Literally. I haven't um, even tried it yet. Don't. Uh, so... <laughs> 
Anyway, <laughs> I'm probably I probably have like a target on my back, but who gives a shit? No, um, um, actually, Seth Rogen tweeted at me because I called him out on uh, Twitter for posting his weed on Instagram, and I was like, if anyone else did this, they'd be deleted. And okay, get I this. I love this. I love you I've been, more, Liz. I've been posting. Shout out twenty points on I, the list. I've been posting. Hey, Seth. I've been posting my art for you for years, and no response. But I come at you, and I wasn't even coming at him. I was just generally like anyone who anyone else who posted this, and he he responded to that. I was like, dude, you are a celebrity. This is the thing that got you to get. I was like, dude, I've been like, I love your work. I love your pottery. I want to do art with you. I want to smoke sesh and paint some shit That's with fine. you. I even painted a painting uh, inspired from his vase. Uh, no more. Yeah. No, I will save it for it. another another artist yeah. who will I mean, appreciate I, me. I'm just a big person <laughs> who's like, I. one of the best parts about working in the luxury consumer side, especially within fragrance, was getting to getting to meet all of these artists that created the fragrance lines that they made and seeing how if you can make a million dollars on selling something people don't need, like fragrance, and you can figure out a way to market it with little to no marketing like right. budget, like we absolutely can do that within cannabis. But not only that, but seeing people who walk the walk and talk the talk was the number one thing. So for me, the number one thing was is, especially once regulation came into play, like when I was buying for the CBD store, right. I had to be super OD on what came in our store because we could get shut down if I bought the wrong thing. Of course. So then when I moved into corporate cannabis and I was working with Sweet Flower, I outsold their entire staff across all four stores in seven days because I came in and then I went through all the products that I knew and I was like, okay, bet. I know about Papa and Barkley because I carry right. Papa and Barkley CBD in my store. So I already done all my research on them, like, and every other brand, Wild, you know, Kiva, all that. I was like, yeah. I know all these because they have CBD counterparts. So I've already done all my research. So then I just researched the brands I didn't know. So I knew them like the back of my hand. And the problem was that no one else was doing that. And like I said, the more time you spend with someone, especially the more time you showcase how much education you have about a particular mm -hmm. subject, the more likely they are to like obviously spend and engage more time with you. And we all know that time is money. So obviously, like it was easy to skyrocket like sales and right. you know blow past certain things. And that's what like that was like around my decline of when I started to like really make my exit plan away from Sweet Flower because I was yeah. like, once again, just contributes to the problem because like you say or do one thing, but then there's like no organization or anything else on the other end. Like, yeah, literally the manager, like the manager that I was working with before, like right before I left and she left, um, like there's no reason it should take almost three months to get approval for a community board to go up inside of a dispensary. Like, <laughs> am I right? Like just to showcase that, like you give a fuck about your bud tenders who are keeping your lights on. That like, is crazy. Like literally I was like, we're, are we really sitting here having a like extremely long email thread yeah. about putting up a board to say like, 
congratulations on being like the top yeah. salesperson or happy birthday. <laughs> like, the level of like weird, bureau- it, I won't, I didn't, I don't even think it's bureaucracy though, because it's such a lack of that. Oh yeah, exactly. And so I don't even know what it is, but it, it is that. And then it's like picky and choosy though, because in other areas they're like, oh, well, we have to move so fast on this one thing that makes no sense, but is like high priority. Oh yeah, we're like breaking our neck. (laughs) We're breaking our neck to sell houseplant, which is just (laughs) THC design flower in a container that actually doesn't seal completely. So the weed dries out in two weeks. Um, But we can't highlight our amazing staff that like keeps the doors open and the lights on um, at all. So that's what like really like started to kind of like blow me in terms of like i was like i've already built up another business here in la that has three stores open and then i'm looking at this other store like and i'm like well this guy has four stores open he's from new zealand like not even like so you would never know shit about like struggle like he is a he's an interesting story but nothing that's like I'm like, okay, you got a motorcycle accident. Like, cool. The people who work for you could never afford to go to a hospital right. like, to, to recover from that. To like, if you can't realize your privilege in that alone, like, that's why I was just like, so many things within my own personal ethos. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this isn't adding up and this is why I'm not happy. I was like, I'm not happy because I'm working for someone else, making them rich when I have all of the knowledge and capabilities yeah. within myself to be able to actually go out and make some money for myself. And if the best part I found out about this was that I don't have to hide like who I am or my feelings about anything, like for the sake of like professionalism, because the funny part is, is that it's extremely unprofessional what a lot of people do in the space and no one talks about it. And then all these people sit in, they end up in these weird predicaments or relationships. And then they're like, Oh, I wish someone would have told me. I'm like, well, I'm the person that's going to tell you to be like, you shouldn't work with that person or like you should go here or you should support these people. Like, because they're doing the work and they're also people who care about the community ultimately. And like, that's what we need to see change in my personal opinion is we need to uplift those people. And that's why I quit my day job. (laughs) I essentially um, realized that I was putting all of my time and effort into making someone else's dreams come true when in actuality, the only thing I had to do is free myself from their clock to invest in myself. And I think so many people get scared to bet on themselves. And which is wild, which is really, which is, but it's crazy, but it's also, it's what we're taught though. Yeah, it is totally. Cause like when you, it's been a lot of unlearning like constantly. Mm -hmm. And especially now in this, like com- we live in a completely different world than our parents. Oh, than, a thousand like, percent. Like it's a completely, completely different place. And so like you have to think about too, like what are people even younger than us growing up with naturally? Like my cousin doesn't even know what a computer mouse is. She had no clue. I was floored. It, That's and, so crazy and like, scary. <laughs> they grow up with iPads. But time, they yeah. cut, you know, it's Literally. not... That was a luxury back in the day. Dude, I didn't have a cell phone for like, so, like you, now. 
babies have iPads. It, which like, is, it's, which is it's insane crazy. to me. I mean, I, I had a track phone in like, I had a track phone when I was like 11 because hurricane, uh-huh. cause hurricane Katrina happened and they like okay, gave them out okay. for free after that. Um, like, you know, so people wow. would like call and connect with their families and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, trust and believe, I did not have like, I had a cell phone. I think I had a cell phone maybe like freshman or sophomore year in high school and then like, it was like a flip phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like a T-Mobile flip phone. Yeah, yeah. I had a sidekick in high school. Yeah. It was awesome. But yeah, you know, there's, we live in a completely different world. And so like, there's so much access now like the barriers to entry are honestly so low you just have to do it Mm -hmm. but we're so ingrained to not go do it and Mm -hmm. to not trust in ourselves and to not believe in that and to go get this comes full circle to go get a real job Mm -hmm. and i think one of the biggest problems too is is like especially for us working in the social media space, we know the realistics versus the... Mm-hmm. Um, you see the, a lot of... I, I like... Sorry to interrupt, no, but no, I, I like to think of it as kind of like the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Oh the, my God, that's literally the perfect analogy. Like, I use that analogy a lot when I tell like, when I tell brands about how they should like work on sharing more right. about themselves. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're like, oh, we want to do this. Or like, we want this, like, or we want like, we just want a viral moment. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, right, right. The the fucking like the the joke of the viral moment, right? Like we can definitely get into that. Yeah, that's our like, episode two. Stay tuned. Literally, we'll, we'll have a whole side series. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like that could be your bonus content right the there. Like let's talk moment. about going viral. Jesus like Christ. I'm like, yeah. We'll do make you, that moment go viral. I'm like, do you want to go viral or do you want to make money? Like realistically, because all this shit is about money, right? And I'm like, well, how you make money is actually connecting with people. And I'm like, the problem is you're so Wizard of Oz effect. Don't look behind the curtain. But I'm Mm -hmm. like, if you actually opened up the curtain and like showed people like, this is how we make this or this is how we got here. Like Mm -hmm. literally people actually care. Like the the consumer data shows that 33% of consumers actually started to look into a brand's ethos and how they treat their most base level workers. It matters now. And like, yeah. And like people look into these things to determine whether or not they want to use your product or shop with you or even associate themselves with you. Or want to work with you eventually too. Like think about it. All of these people who are, you know, starting to come of age, like we're about to see a whole new workforce and people of that age. I mean, I really feel for anyone is who's coming out of high school, college right now. I mean, Jesus Christ, like I constantly thank God every fucking day that I was not 16 years old when we were going through this bullshit because fuck, <laughs> oh my god. Could like that would have been a totally different world. And so I mean It's crazy. Like it would have I and so like you know you're going to you're going to have an entire workforce who is very burnt by this situation, who saw like the the worst possible shit go down very early in life that affected every aspect of like, you know, their career paths friendships, everything, those stages of life are really delayed for a lot of people right now, Mm -hmm. for a lot of us. And so like, you have to think about that. Mm -hmm. They're going to be looking to work with, A, they're going to be looking to start their own companies. And they already are Mm -hmm. with the power of TikTok, other online communities, Mm -hmm. discords. It's like things that other companies aren't even touching. There's whole like 
worlds and economies growing that are insane. Exactly. And then you have, you know, um, just this wealth of just different opportunity. And so people can be more choosy about where they want to go work. They can say, hey, I don't really agree with you. And I don't have to, and I can just leave. Mm -hmm. Where before that wasn't always kind of like such an easy option. And exactly. maybe for some, it's still not like an, yeah. I, w I don't want to call it an easy option, but it's just a more accessible yeah. option. On top of the main thing is, is like what I wanted to say earlier, I think the problem is uh, for a lot of people that like no one's going to tell you. And like, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this as somebody that, is literally booking gigs with like that are some of the craziest, coolest gigs in my life that I am so fucking thankful for. It's not easy and it does not happen overnight. Literally, everyone sees the final result and that's the number one problem with social media. Yes. And like that's where I try to keep it a little bit different and like I like. One day it might be, yes, me shooting content at the Super Bowl. Right. The next day it literally might be like how I was crying on the freeway talking about like how homelessness sucks and like we need to get our shit together and like yeah. figure out like what we can do to help homeless people. Like, or me like pulling my hair out to be like, I can't figure out this transition. Like it's like, <laughs> it's one or the other. And, and then I'll show you the happy moments as well. But I think the number one thing is, is that, um, even though it gets frustrating and it's really difficult sometimes, still keep going. Like yeah. still it's really rewarding. Put the content out there. Do like, it. Post the thing. Exactly. Because even if it's something where like it didn't perform too well, the crazy thing is, is like I have videos that don't perform like for shit. And but, people come up to me and they're like, oh, my God, like, I love your stuff. Or like, I love that video. Yes. I'm like, oh, my God, that did horribly. But that's all that we see. And so much of like, and it's subjective. Mm -hmm, so exactly. like it might not again, like so I think of a lot of things, you know, in different audiences because mm -hmm. we're able to now. And so you're able to have that reach to different people. And so like maybe my video wasn't a viral moment, but maybe my loyal like my most loyal x amount of people love that so much they got like 500 sales that day exactly and i've seen that happen with myself i've seen that happen with other people mm -hmm. i like i've been on every fucking side of this triangle circle square whatever shape you want to call it. it like you have too and so like you know it's not overnight what what we started this saying you you know this all kind of happened in what 2015 yeah i mean i moved here in 2015 yeah so, so seven years yeah i mean this has been overnight it's, it's been a overnight. very interesting yeah right overnight <laughs> i'm like exactly and that's the thing and that's what i always like to i'm like i need to make my epk like on my fucking like page like yeah. the first thing like here's a badge or shows you this is what i've done yeah um and like and, and i have to come into those meetings so often like the funny right. thing is is i've gotten it into like a 90 second spiel nice when people are like oh like so tell us about yourself i'm like okay so like i moved here in this time like mm -hmm. i worked at barney's Neymar marcus bergdorf goodman yeah. like i grew these accounts i went into my own thing i grew three doors in this amount of time i mm -hmm. also like this person's workforce in seven days and then i became the trainer for them like this is what i do yeah <laughs> and, like, and yeah. they're like oh my god i didn't know all that i'm like yeah because you probably just saw my instagram and you exactly. were just like oh he makes cool videos like mm -hmm. that's what most people are seeing but my thing is, and it says it, I think it still says it on the Get Rock Media pages. I'm like, let me tell you a story that'll rock your world. And I'm like, essentially, like, I like to ask people 
when I meet them, instead of asking them what do they do, like if I have a moment with them, I'm like, what's your story? And they're always I so thrown that. off by it. I love that. I think that's beautiful, but like... It's every, better than what do you do? What do you do? And I believe that everyone has a story in them. Exactly. Everyone does. Yeah. Like, I mean, your life's a movie and yes, you're the main character. And you're the main character. And so I think that that's like so fucking crucial to remember. And so in all of this, mm -hmm. when did you first pick up the camera and say, all right, I'm creating content? So ironically enough, um, this all started from like how I built my platform, which is dance. So I'm a dancer. I've been dancing for extraordinarily oh, like, talented. I have a fun time. Um, I've been dancing like a little over 10 years now. And, um, my old roommate, I remember this as clear as day. We were leaving the 24 hour fitness in Glendale in like the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. I was helping him like polish something he was going to shoot. And he was like, what do you want to do with dance? And I said, I literally want to make money from my phone making videos. And he was like, well, how are you going to do that? And I was like, I'm going to build my platform up. And then I'm going to reach out to brands and be like, hey, I'm going to make a dance video for your product. Yeah. And literally, that's how it started. Um, I still get to do that every now and then when I get to throw in a dance project. Super fun. Yeah. Um, and I love that you incorporate that into your content, too. It's, yeah. It makes it really unique. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that artist-wise, dancers um, are one of, like, the most undercut artists in terms of, like, performers. Wow. Um, so, like, so, for example, uh, if you're a dancer and you become um, SAG, like, certified or mm -hmm. whatever yeah um it makes it harder for you to book jobs because really because because people don't want to pay yes wow because you're in a union now and they don't want to pay you so often you end up having to not be like sag or anything because like they may want to not pay you what you should be fairly paid which is a very big topic. I mean, there was a whole stink about it for the Super Bowl um, with them like wanting to get extras that were going to be given some movement, but they didn't want to pay them. And they were reaching out to specifically like Latinx dancers in the L.A. area. Yeah, crazy. So um, so like I realized like moving here because I worked in the NBA and like mm -hmm. I got I booked my first movies off of that, like all kinds yeah. of shit. So I was like. I don't want any of these gigs like and I was like and I don't want to go like the audition route because right. the audition route super like it's either like you're super like refined and like to an agency and like they send you out for like booking specifically or like mm -hmm. you know someone yeah and like that's totally fine like I have some great mentors in the space and like I've danced with some really dope fly people which I love um but I was just like that doesn't speak to me. I was like the business side of all of it spoke to me. And I was in a mentorship program with uh, an amazing dancer. And I was realizing I was like, yo, like I'm paying this money. And it wasn't even a lot of money a month. I was like, I'm paying this money for this training. And I was like, but he's not teaching me how to manage if I make money as a dancer. Right. And I was like, and I got friends in here that are crazy fucking talented dancers. Yeah. And like they're struggling to make ends meet to even be able to like pay their rent and take this program. So like, what the fuck? And <laughs> I was just like, yo, I'm gonna go do this on my own. So originally Get Rock Media was born like during quarantine as oh, an wow. idea. Okay, it's a quarantine. 
quarantine baby. Yeah, the full idea came out I during quarantine. That. Yeah. So because I'd already been doing it like since 20, since 2017, 2018, 2017 is when I started shooting my own videos. And shout out to my boy Christian, aka Christian CB4 on Instagram. And he's an amazing dancer and videographer. Okay. All of my like bigger projects or anything that I filmed on a professional camera, Christian filmed for the last five years. And he's just like my brother and like movement and everything else. Um, That's so cool. All right. Yeah. So he's the homie. And we just would always get together and I, I was super hands on. I was like, okay, this is like, this is the choreography. Like if I had footage from a rehearsal, I'd show him ahead of time. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'd have him come into the rehearsal yeah. and like I'd have him um, like get a feel for how I wanted things filmed and whatnot. I would be there with him through most of the editing process if I could, or I would be like super detailed on like my yeah, notes yeah, and whatnot. Uh -huh. So I was always like super hands on with the camera. Um, and I was started really creating that content back in 2017 um and then like i worked with a couple apps and whatnot mm -hmm. um i'm not a big fan of tiktok because i did a gig with them where i ended up having to reach out to my lawyer to get myself and a bunch of other influencers paid <laughs> no so that's why everybody's always like oh my god you should totally be on tiktok and i'm like funny story um so not a big fan of tiktok for that reason um once again been around uh, seen a lot of different angles and whatnot right um and like you said like i'm the type of person where i'm very much like a i never take too well to like playing the game because yeah. i think a lot of the game is bullshit when in actuality like if we sat down and we like actually just told the truth we'd probably get a lot further <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Instead of everybody like dicking around, like lying to each other and like trying to be like, this is what I have, but it's not really what I have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, I think again, it goes back to that. Like when you trust yourself, you have to have, be honest with yourself. Exactly. And a lot of people also aren't like extraordinarily honest with themselves. And mm -hmm. so I think that's where that comes from. The difference. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you, you know, started this during quarantine, how did you specifically get into reels because i like that's really where i mean you're just like the like the transitions you do are so on point i love it i think like the content and storytelling you do is really really cool the way you use color i mm -hmm. love like i feel like a lot of content is very colorless mm -hmm. now that we don't do images anymore which i Crazy. hate by the way but that's also different topic but like it's funny because i'm i feel like i'm going the reverse like now i'm like really getting into pictures and shit like oh, i've know. been like i've been like really getting like od about the mm -hmm. huji app like yeah. i love taking like the nostalgic yeah. type photos but you know uh, so here's so the thing you. too like i feel like other create like and you can correct me if i'm wrong i feel like other there's like art for artists and mm -hmm. there's art for like creators cons honestly like, like yeah, yeah you know yeah. what i mean yeah yeah i feel you like literally like it's funny because the shit that like doesn't really perform too crazy like it's my artist friends like my other creator friends are like yo Dude, that was right? so fly and i'm like i know like, i'm like i know I'm like the people don't get it but like it's fine like and it, it was crazy i swear like they're like it's kind of like how i compare like kanye and drake honestly mm -hmm. like kanye is for like artists and create like creative people i mm -hmm. feel like more so and drake is more for like mass audience drakes for instagram captions yeah yeah no literally dude and so i feel like there's a lot of different content like that as well and so 
you know, now you have all of this incredible experience. You're doing stuff for the Super Bowl. You're doing or doing stuff at the Super Bowl. You've covered all these incredible events. What is next for you? What's happening? <laughs> What's what are you working next on? For me? Um, I have a couple of things in the works right now, mm-hmm. which are fun. Can you give us any hints as to what they are? Um, you're attending one of them, actually, which is the brunch I'm doing with Source Cannabis. I'm so excited for that. The Jack Hare from Source it's great. is it's really stupid. Good. It's like, I, I know a lot of people, you know. I'm like, like I think I have it in my car. Really? Yeah. I, I smoked all mine. <laughs> it's I gone. Like, I'm, I'm like, I think I still have some in my car. We'll take a walk. It's it's gone. Um, that was one of, that's like probably top five best tasting Jack Harris I've ever had. Maybe top three because like, wow, it just comes through and you feel incredible after the it. The taste is phenomenal and the other stuff. Their terps taste is the just terps. like. It's so, so terpy. But yeah, I, I'm really, really excited for that. And so especially with, you know, LA and a lot of other cities sort of coming into this next phase of whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it is we're doing. Um, do you see a lot more events happening and that being something that you're going to be diving into a little bit more of? I do kind of want to, I'm kind of, let me just say it. Yeah. I'm going to throw some of the best events that you've ever seen this year. Um, you heard it here. Mark you heard it my here words. Send us flowers. I <laughs> I attended way too many whack ass broed out events last year, and I'm fucking done. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I'm starting with this Kenna Queens Source Brunch, um, curated by moi, and it's gonna be fly. But I do see more events happening. Mm-hmm. I, but what I do see is. And I've already started talking with a ton of brands about it as well. Seeing more mindful events happening. Yes. Because right now it's like. Please. It's just like a bunch of like very kind of like cool but random kind of things. Like, for example. They're mansion parties. Yeah, yeah. They're blunt. Um, Who did I just talk to? Antoinette of um, Pleasure Peaks. She called them uh, like titty and joint parties or something (laughs) literally it's like it's like but what's what's the follow-up what's the carry through and like how does this how does this build how does it impact your lifestyle yeah exactly yeah and i dude yes um we'll have to chat more than uh just sidebar on that because i have some things too but i don't i don't want to say it here no it's okay i completely understand uh stay tuned yes i did i'll hint at it i did glass blowing class yesterday and let's just say it was extraordinarily relaxing i love that i've gotten super into glass blowing on the there's a show on netflix really yeah it's like a competition glass blowing (gasps) show there's two seasons of it it's really good. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. I'm gonna get I'm gonna send I'm gonna send it to you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so no. sorry. I had to be like I'm like, no, like I'm crazy no, into it. Important. Like it's really fucking cool. That, that sounds like, awesome. That. Okay, I have to watch it. But yeah, I I totally agree with you. I definitely there needs to be just and that's the thing. It's not like it can't exist. Like I do like going to those things every now and then yeah. and it's a lot of fun. But again, like audiences, there's so many more people who, um, you know, incorporate cannabis into their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, it's not always like, oh, I'm going to smoke the fattest blunt ever, which is fun. That's that's a good time too. But like, I also want, you know, a yoga and a brunch. 
or like a dance party or but and like an actual dance party not like a dj playing travis scott which is also fine but like not just a dj playing travis scott and I a guy some, going going I, like this i have something <laughs> i'm gonna have something i'm gonna we're gonna collab on then that's, okay that's like a whole like dance party sitch that i want to like create i i, I already so have much i already have the pitch deck done like it's it's in a it's in a pitch to a brand that we're gonna I, have to like, cut out like this whole part of that literally sorry <laughs> no one gets to see just show this part just know that you aren't privy to all the dope information but some dope shit's coming there so is just some trust dope us. shit coming. Okay. Just, just trust us. You just trust us. All right. Okay. Before I totally, before you enter like a conference call of ours, um, I, 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 I would love for you to just drop me, you know, what are the biggest tips you have for someone who's just hating their job right now, who wants to be a full-time creator or just want, needs like the encouragement to go out on their own? What are you telling them? First off, do it. Trust your gut. Um, I would say three things that helped me and or keep me grounded. Um, so in terms of like that helped me, um, reading. Reads that I would suggest to be the first read is You Are a Badass and Making Money. Um, I didn't even finish the book and I quit my day job before I finished it and it changed my life. Um, there's another book that's called Make It, Don't Fake It. Uh, forget like the, f the subtitle under it, but it's like to lead with authenticity. Okay. Um, there is HBR's top 10 reads on managing yourself, which I'm working on right now, and The Four Agreements. I would suggest all of those in terms of um, they're really good reads on top of like something to encourage you and yourself um, to bet on yourself and give you a little bit of like business acumen in general um and then the four agreements i literally just finished last week like while i was in mexico and it was great i got it tattooed okay. up my fucking leg um <laughs> like but the four agreements are basically um have you ever read it no i will totally gift it to you okay i've like bought it three presents? times already like since then like I i'm buying presents. everyone this book it's the best like it's the best book you could ever buy it's so cheap and it's like so full of just great information okay. but the, basically the four agreements are um be impeccable with your word don't make assumptions um why do i always stumble on the third one which is it's literally on my leg i'm like should i reveal my leg on camera <laughs> I'm like, I'm Ooh. totally fine to show my thigh. Send us flowers um, only fans. Liter literally, I'm like, this is on the Patreon, actually. Uh. No. Okay, what is it? Be impeccable with your word. Don't make assumptions. Um, the if I had my phone, I'd Google it. Oops, I'm, like, the fourth, I'm like, literally just look at my thigh. I don't care. I'm like, it's here. Oh, what is it? No, don't make assumptions. This is the third one. What is the second one? It says... I oh like yeah, the butterfly, too. Thank you. Oh, it's a death <laughs> moth. Oh, death I'm moth. I'm like, sorry, I have my underwear in front of your face. I'm like, I promise I've been working out and I showered. Sorry. Okay, you saw it here first. So the four agreements, which are be impeccable with your word, don't take anything personally, don't make assumptions, and always do your best. 
I, I love that it. was hilarious. I love um, it. That was. I, this might have been the, one of the best episodes. I'm so yet. sorry. I just like disrobed <laughs> in front of you in my potent good track suit. Had, you know, I figured maybe like episode 50, I would start incorporating. Oh no, nudity, I, I, but I, like I'm really good on on it happening now. I wanted it and to I'm be glad me. It was you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I Thank mean, you. Who, I hope you were into it. I am. Okay. I am fine with it. Like, <laughs> just kidding. I, I was like, Come, let's do it. I'm working on these. Okay. I know. I, I got a little more work to do. Give me like 10 more Pilates classes. Same. <laughs> um, okay. So those reads, highly, highly, highly recommend. They're great. Um, but I, I mean, honestly, they're really good shit. Um, the second one after that, after reading, because <laughs> reading is important. Um, Sorry. It is. You should always read. Reading is fundamental, kids. It is. Um, the second one would be to look up your human design. Um, have you looked into your human design? No. We're going to do it today. Okay. Uh, afterwards. It's what I describe it as is like how you accept energy and then kind of how you rework that energy into your life. You know, it's crazy. Uh, Marta just talked about it, too, in an article that she, in an interview she did. I'm like scared to I'm almost like scared to know this. So I'm I, I guess I guess knowledge is always power. Yeah, no, and it knowledge just gives you power. something to work on. Exactly. So if anything, no, it helps you because like. OK. So Tess is the one who put me onto this. OK. Um, and. I'm a manifesting generator. So I, I, I basically have the ability. You want me to help you with it? Can you manifest that box? I'm like, <laughs> since I already <laughs> fucked it up earlier. Um, okay, this time it didn't go flying everywhere. Thank you. Um, you guys should have saw earlier. I literally opened that and they went, yet. I don't care. I'm, That's right, I have no shame. I, they went flying everywhere. Would you like one? Sure, since I already fucked up and like made them fly all over the place. <laughs> I promise none of them fell on the floor, only in my lap. That's okay. Um, so I'm a manifesting generator, which means that I have the ability to like actually speak my like world into existence, which is kind of fucking crazy, but true. That's how I manifested my Met Gala job, low key. Um, and Look up your human design. It, it's crazy, but it really fucking helps. It tells you what of your chakras is activated on top of like, it just allows you to learn a little bit more about how you should carry on. Right. Um, and for me, like it works. Tammy knows hers. Amber I'm all about hers. systems. Yeah. And so like you heard me like saying that earlier, mm -hmm. like I'm all about systems. Like I think we are kind of like advanced microchips sort of i don't know you all are gonna like this i'm girl so here for this lost it <laughs> yo i love hearing pe I, I love hearing people's perception of existence like my girlfriend has a really crazy one that like just it's mind-blowing but at the same time it like makes me very like happy like oh shit she so she's like this was like she was like high off like shrooms or acid or something yeah shit. yeah, like, yeah. She had this experience she was like it was like i was out of my body but like i could see through like my eyes she was like and she was like, like, I was like this like cloud of like existence. She was like, and this is just like my meat sack. <laughs> like, Did she feel like her feet were still on the ground though? But she couldn't like know her. Oh my God. I have to have a sidebar with you about this. Cause I had a trip a few years ago where I had the exact same feeling. And I don't know that. Blah, 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 blah. Literally, crazy. I was like, she was like, I was like, so like when we like die, like, what do you think? And she's like, I mean, she's like, I think we just kind of like go back to like wherever. I was like, what if we wake up next to each other and we're like, 
What was that? That was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> in like another life. Literally. No, I think there's so many like similar. I love other people's perceptions of it too. I mm-hmm. think it's really fascinating and it's very telling about where someone is in their personal journey. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that, uh, oh man, I love other people's stories about that. I'm yes. so glad this came up. I, I love, love it. talking about this kind of stuff. We, Roger and I started to get into I this love Roger. too. Oh and it was, so, I love talking about like, spirituality and other people's definitions of it. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, we're going to, Okay, okay, we're just having thing. you on another episode. Okay, I love third it. thing. Last thing. Third thing. Trust your community because they fucking got you. Literally, shit like this, like, which is another great opportunity for like, me to be here and like talk about like who I am and like what I do as a creator. Um, and remember that that shit is more powerful than anything you could ever buy. I tell this to all yes. of my clients. I tell this to people who hit me up and ask me for advice. Um, And that's the most important thing is that you have to focus from an aspect of like, who is your community around you? And like, I look at everything, like you said, in like a systematic, like turn point of, um, for me, I'm like, yo, we're all on this ship. I know Liz is going to do her part. And she's going to be great at it. So, like, I got to pull the fuck up and make sure I do my part and I'm great at it. Oh, my God. No, I feel that, dude. But I feel that way about, uh, like, I'm like, those people are awesome. I need to be doing more. Exactly. And that's what, exactly. And that's how I, that's how I operate from, like, I'm like, oh, shit. Well, like, they, like, one of my girlfriends, her name's Cece. She's an amazing instructor. Every time I, every time I take her dance class and, like, I like watch her talk. I'm like, I can literally see CC 60 years from now instructing like on a stage full of like a thousand people. I love and that. One of the things she's like, I love that she tells people, she's like, when somebody else is like out there performing, like you give them that love and their support. And then when it's your turn, you go crazy. And I'm like, I, yes, I love that. I love it. And that's what you got to do. Go crazy. Yes. And it's not about comparison either. It's not like, oh, I see them doing stuff. So I have to do more because I have to do more for my ego. Mm -mm. It's that, hey, like they're fucking crushing it. And I love that for them. And I like for me to also do my part and show up, I need to be doing more because they showed me that I can be doing more. Exactly. And I can be doing it in this X, Y, Z way. And I think that that's what's so inspiring. And it's like another, like another kind of like quote, but like when you look over at someone, not why do they have that? How can I do that? Mm-hmm, exactly. Like, don't, you know, I, and it's so hard when we're all, we've all been so isolated mm-hmm. and like looking on social media. And just like we say, you know, a lot of that process, even when we try to show behind the scenes, like I've noticed that other people don't even like to like see it almost sometimes. Which is like, crazy. It's just not... Like, I'll be like, this is the process. And they're like, ooh. Like, and then I'm like, but here's the finished product. And they're like, we like that one. <laughs> like, like, do you remember, like, I mean, am I, like, dating myself by saying this? But do you remember back on, like, DVDs, they used to have the behind the scenes DVDs. and, like, the bloopers and shit. Like, yes, the cut scenes. That's like, not a thing anymore. Like, oh, my you think God. About that? <sighs> Mind blown. Like, one of my favorite Holy things. Shit. One of my favorite things of all time is, like, at the end of 
Charlie's Angels that yeah. the credit scene is like all bloopers and it's so funny. Every time I hear all the small things by Blink-182, I immediately think of the credit scene That's from so Charlie's funny. Angels. I love that. Oh my <laughs> God. Okay, well, so I, I've i loved today. I, could, I mean, we're going to talk oh after my God. this. Yeah, we're I'm talk. mostly worried that my Bye phone battery is like dead or something at this no, point. At least we have fine. the audio. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, okay. Lastly, I'm going to give you like the briefest moment to tell me, you know, what's in your bag right now? Oh, what kind of cannabis products are you using or your favorites? You can give me a top three rundown real quick too. Should I grab my if bag? If there's another, you can also grab your bag. Oh. Yeah. I was like, I'm, it's right there. Yeah, okay. yeah, just grab, go ahead and grab it. We're still recording. Yes! <laughs> Love it, okay. I'm, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> I, also, I also checked, we're still recording. Hi, okay. Um, shout out to Sprayground, and if I don't win, oh, I'm coming You better you. win. If I don't win, I I'm gonna out the living shit out of them. It's fine. Everyone needs to share that. If you share the um, spray ground video of Jordan's, we have until March seventeenth. Okay. You have until March seventeenth, and uh, I'll send you a send us flowers hat. You have I to love. DM me and send me a screenshot. I want to send us flowers. Hat. Well, I'll, yeah, I'm gonna send you all. That I love. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's a okay. whole, there's like merch packs. Coming. I'm ready. I can't wait. Okay, it's coming. So what I do love about these backpacks is they have like a little secret hidey pocket back here. So I've Ooh. definitely gone places. We love secret uh, hidey pack po pockets. So I'm a I'm a very big um, edible diva. So I have the Kiva Live Resin. I love those. Um, Blue City Diesel, and this is a collab that they did with Cali Stripe. Thank you for that. Um, boom. I don't know what else is in here, though, cannabis-wise, because I think I left my... I do have some source cannabis, but I think it's in my box in the car, because yeah, I, I, I ended up taking the box out. That. Oh, I do have more things in here. Okay, I have this. I don't There's know. There's always cannabis treats happening. I don't know if I want to shout them out, because I don't know anything about them, but I have this um, this joint that is a... Okay, um, a I have this joint that is uh, like a drinkable joint. Uh, it's 30 milligrams and it's watermelon flavored. Once again, I'm an edible diva. Um, and then let's see, are there any other Wait, cannabis products in here? If not, I do. I do have a cannabis related thing in here. Dude, this would be like a like a cute, five right? hour energy, but it's like a five hour joint. Right. So cute. Right. Love that. Which um, also, if anyone takes that, I mean, I guess it was never original in the I'm first like, place. Oh, I do have. Okay. And then I have some CBD in here from this brand called Renusha, and it is made by Comco in Michigan, and they're a vertically integrated um, facility and joint up in Michigan. All right. Uh, these are 30 milligram dissolvable CBD tablets. Ooh, we like that. And then for funsies, I'm going to take a picture of you. Um, <laughs> I have... A disposable, a disposable camera, camera and it is from our friends over at green monkey they're doing a really cool collab with shay coulee from rupaul's drag race and the proceeds are going towards our friends over at our academy aka this is our dream on instagram we stand them because they help females and minority owned businesses in the cannabis space um gain access to funding and all kinds of different tools so that they can get their brand on the market yeah. I love that. That's how I met Tess. Really? 
really? Yeah, because they oh, got her brand in the sweet flower. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, dose of saucy. Exactly. Which, if you haven't tried it yet, incredible. So you so should good. try it. Have All you tried right. the hot sauce yet? I haven't tried the hot so sauce. So good. I'll have to bring you some. I've tried the barbecue sauce. I'm shaking the table. I know. I did it on my side, too. It was an earthquake. It's fine. Ah, it's LA. Okay, smiles. Three, two. <laughs> Love. All Can't right. wait to get these developed. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you for sharing your journey and like, you know, the beautiful aspects of it, you know, the not so beautiful aspects of it, which end up being beautiful anyway, oh, yeah. because it's all a part of the process. I'm a very open book. Okay. Last but not least, where can people find you? And then we will, we will let, let the good people go on with their day. Yes. I'm a try to Kathy. Um, but my name is Jordan. Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N underscore R-O-C-K-Z-Z. That's on Instagram. That's on Likey. That's on Prism Pop. That's on TikTok, even though I don't use it. Um, <laughs> and then if you have any marketing questions, it's in my bio of my main Instagram. But you can also follow Get Rocked Media. That's G-E-T-R-O-C-K-D-M-E-D-I-A. Or you can go to GetRockMedia.com. That's without the D. <laughs> Um, and yeah, you can catch me probably running around your cannabis event (laughs) (laughs) or like running around the world. Yeah. Running Running, amok, literally everywhere. Um, (laughs) I I pop up in the most unexpected places. I mean, I've, I've seen Kika and do you know Jeej? Uh, oh my Jeej. Her name's Geraldine is her full name, but, um, I've seen Kika from Gorilla RX and Geraldine, Outside of L.A. more than I see them in L.A. That's I, crazy. I always run into them in, to New, in New York. And I, and I always run into Jeej when I'm in SF yeah. as well, which is so crazy. Okay. I run into people in other states and we I live mean, in the I same state. I was about state. to say, I don't know. I met you in the same state, but I feel like I don't know. But I we never, first... but we, we first saw each other, I think, we first met in person at Santa Rosa Hall of yeah. Flowers. Yeah. So it wasn't in LA. Exactly. I always see people not home. And how we met was super random. It was at uh, Thomas's Airbnb. house. Airbnb. Yes. Oh my God. And you, yeah. And I was like high I as a kite. Now. I yeah, was high as a kite snacks. sessioning. Yeah, I was getting, I was getting snacks yes. and I was dancing. Literally, I yeah. was dancing by myself was on the so deck. Much fun. High as fuck. What a time. All right, everyone. I love it. Thank you so much for being here for another episode of Send Us Flowers. Uh, this was the best. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you my Vanna White. I love. Thank you for having me. This All is right. amazing. No, I loved it. Bye, everyone. <laughs>